Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Ginger London Ministry Show. I am Minister Ginger London, uh, your host for today. As you know, we have been uh, doing um, some special things for the month of March, a special um, program for the month of March where we are celebrating uh, women and the theme is Created for Greatness. And we are interviewing women entrepreneurs. We're interviewing women authors and women in ministry and uh, women who have great testimony uh, about their lives to uh, talk about what's been going on with their lives and and so today um, I'm live and you got me today it's supposed to be um, a person being interviewed today however she did not call in so I'm just going to go ahead and use this time um, to talk with you uh, about some different things um, especially for uh, women entrepreneurs or those who are women um, in ministry and so I'm going to talk to you first about um, abundant living, and then I'm going to talk to you about character, and then I'm going to talk to you about integrity, because if we're going to be successful, we're going to have to be um, women of our word. We want to live the abundant life. We have to walk in integrity. We have to walk um, uh, uh, with character. We have to be an example of um, the goodness of God and of his character, and so we're going to start with first talking about uh, abundance and what does it mean um to live the um abundant life and um if you are uh, listening by phone or by radio we actually um uh actually do have a chat room open if you're online where you can come on uh, to listen and so you'll have me on today the guest uh didn't call in and so we're just going to talk on some different areas. And we're going to start with abundant living, and then we're going to move on into some of the things that will help you if you are a woman entrepreneur um, to actually walk into the greatness that God has uh, uh, created you uh, created you for. And so when we talk about abundance, uh, we're talking about a life that's lived in the will of God and uh, where you are overcoming everyday adversities and having all of your emotional, spiritual, and financial needs met in abundance. So again, when we talk about abundance, we're talking about a life that's lived in the will of God. It's a life where you are overcoming adversity every day, everyday adversities, and having all of your emotional, your spiritual, and your financial needs met um, in abundance. Sometimes when we talk about abundance, um, we we really kind of equate um, with a financial uh, financial success, and um, that's not always that's not let's say it's not limited um, 
uh, to that. And so, um, when you when you think about abundance, you want to think about your uh, the best way I can say it is uh, the whole man concept, um, where uh, you, it's all of your being and not just um, uh, your finances. So when we talk about living in abundance uh, emotionally. We're talking about you being strong in your emotion, that you know how to manage your emotions. You know how to um, be an overcomer when there are certain areas of your emotional life that are, that are under attack. Or if you will, um, uh, if, if, there's an, if there's a past hurt, you know how to go in and, be, and actually go through the healing process. You, basically, it's about managing your emotions. You know, are you, you, know, you don't want to be a woman where every time something comes up, that um, you are shattered in your emotions by things that come up in your life. You want to be able to uh, um, have an abundance of, um, of in, in your emotional area. I mean, you want to be able to laugh. You want to be able to enjoy life. You want to be able to uh, share love with other people. You want to be able to receive love. You want to be able to receive their kindness, their compliments. You know, sometimes when you're hurting, when you're wounded, um uh in your life uh when your emotional area is not is not strong and if you're not operating in abundance not only can you uh you can't give anything out you also can't receive anything so when someone comes to pay you a compliment or they want to do something nice for you you always are suspicious thinking that they have something on the, up their sleeve they're trying to get over on you um uh, and and that's uh, that occurs when you're not emotionally prosperous, when you're not a, living the abundant life in your emotional area. So if you find yourself there, the best thing that you can do is to make a commitment this year. We're still just into the third month of this year, but you can make a commitment this year to actually get the help you need. And sometimes it's not always sitting up in a therapist's room. Sometimes you can um, actually buy a really good book on managing your emotions or a workbook. Really, I suggest it's the best thing because the workbook is, is uh, the workbook is, is interactive. You're going to read something, and then you have to really you have to answer questions or journal something. You have to go to the core of your being. You have to be honest. Uh, with yourself, you have to be uh, uh, transparent with yourself. You have to be, be begin to uh, journal and write down what's going on in your life, in your, your emotions. And remember I said on another state, your emotions is a state of feeling, you know, that you're in at that time, you know. And so when you when you talk about uh, emotions, uh, give me, I'm going to give you a simple definition. It is a state of feeling. And that state of feeling uh, is determined by what you allow to influence your thinking. And I elaborated a little bit on that, and I said, you know, whatever pain that um, uh, you're feeling, when it, how it influences your thinking will determine how you process that emotion. So if somebody hurt you, let's say they said something hurtful to you, and the, um, uh, the words were very, very painful, then what you allow your thinking uh, your mind to think about uh, that particular pain will determine how you actually your state of being. So uh, if if you think that uh, if it allows if, if it produces thinking where you think everyone um, you know um, uh, let's say let me give an example um, all females you know you can't trust female can't have female friends because you know all they do is gossip and all they're gonna do is they talk about you you know. Um, then what will happen in your emotions is that you will um, process that pain every time it happens that same way. So 
we have to learn how to manage our emotions so that we can be prosperous and have an ab- live abundantly in our emotions. If somebody does something to you that causes pain, then you don't want to take that one action that one person did and generalize everybody with that action. You want to be able to look at the character person that did it. Uh, what was what was the uh, situation? Uh, you know, did they do it do it out of just um, a moment of anger? Or is is uh, is it their character to go around and do this thing? Or maybe there was some heated words of uh, exchange between the two of you. What occurred that caused this person to actually uh, do what they did? And then you have to decide within yourself, and you have to learn these skills. These are learned skills. How do I manage that emotion? How do I process the pains of somebody else's words when they're spoken into my life? You know, how do I manage that? And so you want to be able to, the the best way to have a foundation to manage your emotions is to know who you are. And we've said that on several shows, and I will continue to say it over and over again. You have to manage, you have to know who you are. And so when you know who you are, then you are confident about who you are. Then when people speak words into your life that are contrary to to that and they are painful, then you will uh, come against that because you already are confident about who you are and whose you are. And so you have to learn how to be uh, abundant in your emotion. And then spiritually, it's the same way. You're going to be abundant, live an abundant life spiritually. You have to make sure that you get into the word of God and you have to feed your spirit man the uh, uh, from the abundance of the word. And so you want to grow up spiritually so that when things happen, that you're not spiritually dry or that you're not spiritually drained and you don't know how to process things uh, in the spirit realm, that you don't know um, sometimes um, we'll tie that with with your emotions. If you're not spiritually strong, if your inner man is not strong, somebody will come along and do something that causes emotional pain. And not only will you not know how to process that emotion, you will literally um, uh, give up spiritually or you will actually blame God for it, or you will um, blame uh, your brothers and sisters in Christ. But because you're not spiritually strong, you won't know how to take the word and apply it to that emotional pain that's in your life. So you want to feed your spirit man the word of God every day, and you want an abundance of the word in uh, in your spirit so that you can stand strong. The word says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So you want the word of, you want to be spiritually, have a, uh, live a, a spiritually abundant life so that you won't sin against God and so that you will know how to handle different things that come up in your life. If we put the word on everything the Bible says, that God sent his word to heal us of all of our destructions. So you want the word of God so that whatever comes up, you have enough abundance in your spirit in your spirit man to be able to encounter and overcome anything, adversities, difficulties, crisis situations, unexpected situations in your life. And you also want to be able to process those good things that happen, promotions on the job, your, your business, you launch a business, you become an author, you see, you see success on every hand, you have a financial increase in your life. You want to not only just process the negative things, you want to be able to process the um, the positive and the godly things as well. So make sure that you are walking, that you have um, spiritual abundance and then financial. You, We all want the abundance in our finances. But the the first two, emotional and spiritual, you want to make sure they're grounded. 
in the word of God because you can get an increase in your finances and your emotions be all messed up and you won't handle your money well. Or if your spirit man is all messed up, you won't handle your money well. You'll either overspend, not spend enough, or you'll try to use your money to, to you know, uh, uh, to buy people, buy gifts, trying to be loved and accepted, all because the other two areas are not strong and you'll find yourself um, using your finances in ways to try to fill the void of what the other two areas are missing. And so when we talk about abundant living, you want to be strong or you uh, are grounded in the word in all three of these areas, in your emotions, in your um spiritual walk, and also in your finances. Put the word of God on all three areas so that you will not have to be uh, needy, you have to clingy, you know, um, you will not need uh, attention all the time. You know, make sure that that, that your life is founded on the word of God. Know who you are so that when people try to come against it, try to mute out your um, success, Try to muzzle the ox. I want you to talk about your visions, your dreams, how God is going to use you. You have enough strength and fortitude on the inside of you um, uh, uh, so that you can uh, remain uh, strong. And so uh, you want to make sure that that. So let's keep talking, uh, go a little bit further on abundance. And so let's talk about um, uh, some areas um, of abundance that um, uh that you want me to give you six steps to abundant living. And if you're listening uh, by phone or in the chat room, you may want to write some of these principles down so that um, you can apply them uh, to your life. Uh, step number one is you have to desire it. Okay. You have to, uh, you have to desire um, abundance. And so um, the word of God says, if, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. And when I talk about desires, I'm talking about wanting something according to the will of God. So when you delight yourself in God, he'll give you the desires of your heart. So if you desire abundance, then you want to make sure that you uh, are your desires are in alignment to the word of God. And we know that the word of God wants you to be, uh, ab- that he wants you to be prosperous because he says it. Uh, in his word. And so make sure that you have a desire for it. If you have a poor mentality, you're not going to desire abundance. If you have a a level of mediocrity that you're living at and you're satisfied with that, or you're living beneath your means, beneath your ability, beneath all of that, and you're satisfied with that, you will never receive abundance. As a man thinketh, so is he. You Okay, testing. So sorry about the technical. Just cut off. All right. So if you're, um, hopefully you're still um, still listening um, in the chat room. There was some technical difficulties, and so um, so I'm going to go on with the teaching. And so number two was the first one was this desire it abundance. The second one was um, describe it, and number three dream it. You want to make sure that you can dream it. You have to be able to see yourself go into the recesses of your imagination. And see yourself living the abundant life. You know, and abundance is not always living in a mansion on the hill. Abundance is whatever is comfortable for your life that keeps you at a place where you're not in need all the time. So success and abundance is not the same thing for everybody. So you must find out um, what that is for you. 
And so and whatever that is for you, that's what abundance is. Um, so uh, we want to keep going on. So then number four, you got to declare it. You got to speak it with your mouth. You have to begin to speak it. You got to um, begin to make some faith confessions over your life. You go into the Word of God. You find scripture on the word from the Word of God that is related to the areas of your life that you want to have abundance in, and then you begin to speak those speak that abundance over your life. And so you want to be able to do that because as a man thinketh, so is he. And so you want to. Um, uh, uh, be able to speak that over your life so that um, you can hear yourself um, actually uh, declaring the what you did, the abundance that you want to have. And so, um, uh, so number four is declare it, and then number five is document it. Write it down. You want to be able to not only just write your vision down, you want to be able to um, uh, actually uh, document when you actually start seeing abundance take place in your life. You want to put down the date. You want to put down the time. Then you want to put down, write a testimony. Describe what it is that um, that took place where you believe in God for a particular thing. And if you were, um, uh, uh, if you were, then how did God uh, bring it to pass? How you know what is it that you had to uh, trust God for? Uh, <clears throat> for in order for this to happen. Um, and so uh, uh, you want to be able to document uh, 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 document what uh, uh, the abundance, what God is doing. And then number six, determine to possess it. See, after you do all of this, you want to make sure that you have the, uh, the, um, the tenacity to actually go after the abundance that you actually want to possess. Um, uh, so want to make sure that you actually possess it and you can possess it in a number of ways and that those st- steps will be determined by what it is that you're desiring, uh, for your life. And so, uh, 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 you want to make sure that, uh, you, uh, do that. And so let's move on. So let me repeat that for you. Uh, so, um, you can make sure that you get those six steps, desire it, um, and then you want to uh, describe it, and that is you got to identify what it is that you're looking for, uh, and then dream it. You got to be able to go into the recesses of your imagination and see that abundance that you want in your life. And then four, declare it, and then you want to document it. You want to put it on paper, and then determine number six, deter, uh, determine uh, uh, to uh, possess it. And so those are the things, that, the steps that you want to take to start uh, living the abundant life. And we all have a desire for that. And, again, that desire is going to be determined by what you define as abundance. But the foundation of your definition should be to live a life where there's no need, where you're not lacking in any area emotionally, spiritually, and uh, financially. And, again, that's not always um, uh, living uh, in the mansion on the hill. Sometimes it is just really um uh, living uh above, living um at a place where you are uh where you are comfortable and where there is um uh uh, uh no uh immediate uh need um uh for for you okay so let's let's go on with abundance i'm going to talk to you about teaching um some hindrances to abundant living three things that will hinder you living the abundant life and the first one is um uh, one hindrance is uh, your latest success can cause you to lose your vision for plenty. So let's say you, you were successful um, uh, uh, in your business um, or successful in life um, uh, 
in one area and you've been holding on to that. That's been your testimony for the last three, four, five years. And so you can't you can't go to another level because you keep living in the memory of that first, that past success or the last time you got a financial increase or the last time, you know, you got over an emotional pain. And so you can't go any further and experience more joy, more happiness, more abundance in your life. It's because you can't get past that memory. You're still trying to relive whatever that was. And it's a good thing that you actually, that you had success in the past, but it's even better to have success throughout your life and not just at one point in your life, but to have it um throughout uh throughout your life. And so don't let the past uh 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 hold you uh back from uh, rece- uh experiencing um uh abundance in your life. And then the the second one is you see others fail so you won't try doing it. You see somebody you saw somebody else and they were trying to buy a house and it didn't work out for them and so you automatically thought that that must be related to you. And so you you um, uh, shortchanged yourself by someone else's failure. You automatically thought that, okay, if they didn't get it, there's no way that I can get it. So, but, so you have to move past that because what God has for you is for you. It's not based on how somebody else does or does not get their abundance. Or does, it's not based on whether or not, um, uh, you know, if their failed attempts have nothing to do with what God wants you to receive. It's unfortunate that they may fail, that maybe they didn't get it at that time. Maybe they were out of season. You don't really know uh, to the full extent why it didn't take place for them. So you can't bring another man's tragedy, another man's failure, another man's um, uh, attempt that didn't work uh, into your life and say, well, if they couldn't do it, I know I can't do it. And sometimes we have a tendency to say that because sometimes we're looking at people and we're trying to make that call, that uh, judgment call based on, uh, whether or not that person is um, financially, uh, 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 you know, how much money they may have or it, appears that it may appear that they have. And we look at them and we try to make a judgment call about our own lives as to whether or not we can do something based on whether or not that particular person uh, was successful at doing it. That's not the case. You know, I heard a long time ago, I think it was Bishop T.D. Jakes did a teaching one time, and it says, favor ain't fair. You know, so it's really not about whether or not another person could do it, whether another person succeeded at doing it. The question is, is it something God wants you to do or is it something God wants you to have? And if it is, it's not based on how they did it. It's based on how God is instructing you to to receive your uh, abundance or to receive whatever it is that he has for you. So don't look at someone else's failure and try to determine whether or not you can have whether or not you can do something that they failed at. All right. And then the third hindrance to abundant living is selfish desires can hold you back. Um, uh, so you don't want the abundance to come into your life because you're selfish or because you have selfish desires. You know, well, yeah, I just want this. I just want a financial increase because you know, hey, I just want to. I just want to be. I just want to ball. I want to be balling. You know, I want to drive in this nice Mercedes. I want everybody looking at me, and you know, I think I'm, I'm gonna think I'm somebody, and you know, I want. Um, uh, I want people to be envious of me. I want them to be jealous of me. I want them to try to figure out how I got this, you know, and all that kind of stuff. You don't want to be selfish 
in, in the reason why you want to have that, the reason why you want abundance to come to your life. You, the, the abundance that comes to your life may provide, may get, may afford you the opportunity to have a big house, have a nice, uh, expensive car, it may afford you to be able to uh, plant seeds into ministries and people's lives, you know, and still not be tight in your finances. It may afford you an opportunity to do all of those things, but none of those things should be done for selfish gain. You know, and that's what the Bible tells us, that we're not to do anything for selfish gain. So we shouldn't have selfish desires. Uh, uh, our selfish desires should not be the reason why we want to live the abundant life. That doesn't, you know, I heard another teaching, I think it was, um, uh, I think it was Bishop Hilliard, and uh, he was doing a teaching, and he said, you know, don't try to con God. You know, so the flip side of that is you don't want to try to con God or fool God because we can't. You know, you don't want to. You don't want the abundant living. You don't want to say, God, if you bless me, if you increase my finance, if you allow me to buy a car, I'll buy I'll use this car to give people a ride to church. You know, if that's not the real reason why you want that car, don't try to don't try to con God. God, I want me a really nice car. I've been faithful. I've been uh, I'm a tither. I've been faithful. I just want something really nice that I can ride in. And you know, if the opportunity avails itself that you can give somebody a ride, then so be it. But don't try to con God by saying, God, if you make me abundant in this area, if you let me get this nice luxury car, I'll use this car to drive people to church. When you know that you're not going to use that car to drive people to church, so we can't con God into an ab- to abundant living. We have to uh, walk in spirit and in truth, and we want to do it the right way. We want God to uh, be um, proud of how we handle the things that um, uh, that we do. And so we're going to give you, uh, before we move to the next topic, I'm going to give you several things that you need to do in order to experience uh, the benefit of the abundant life. And these things are crucial. Okay? And so the first one is find the will of God for your life. Make sure, number one, find the will of God. If you want to experience the benefits of abundant life, find the will of God. So if the will of God for your life is for you to have that car and if it's something just to bless you because of your faithfulness, um, because you've been a tither or, you know, you've been uh, um, loyal to God and, you know, God is just um, blessing you with the car, then you need to know that's the will of God for your life. You may give somebody a ride. If they need it, but don't try to over-spiritualize things and find yourself back in a spiritual rut. Find the will of God. If it's the will of God for your life to start a business, then that's what you want to do. And you need to say, I'm I'm starting this business because this is the will of God for my life. And I know that if I follow God's will, I'm going to live the abundant life. That my life is going to, I'm going to have the abundant life. If it's for you to get promoted on your job, if that's God's will, that if you're going to stay in your career and that you're going to get promoted to a manager, to a CEO, to a CFO, to uh, a department head, whatever it may be, know the will of God for your life. When you know the will of God for your life, it is easier to have an expectation of abundance because God is not going to leave you stranded and broke and disgusted when you're walking in his will, when you're living out the will that He his will for your life. So know the will of God so that you can keep your eyes open and your spirit um alert and attuned to when God is moving in your life. And so if you, for example, are going to, uh, you know that God is going to uh, um, 
get you promoted on your job, that it's the will of God that you become the department manager, then you have to keep your eyes open so that you'll know when those opportunities avail themselves. Maybe somebody's retiring and, or maybe they're going to add a, a, a position or maybe somebody is going to get let go and you have to apply for it. Well, when you know God's will for your life, there'll be no fear there. You will apply for the job. And you will not sit back and, you know, when when you have an abundance in your in your emotions and in your spirit, man, you won't sit back and miss the opportunity to be promoted out of fear because you don't think that you're qualified. You don't think that you're good enough. Well, it's important that you get to know, it's important that you know the will of God for your life. And then second is you want to focus on the will of God, and I just briefly already touched on that. So when you know the will of God, put your eyes on it. Keep focus to the will of God. Keep your uh, stay into the word of God, um, especially um, in your devotion time. You want to focus on how God is going to use your life or what he's going to do in your life. And so stay focused on the will of God. And then number three, forsake all other options. Sometimes when you're focused on the will of God and you're pursuing your destiny or or pursuing um, what it is that God wants you to pursue, people will come in and try to give you other options. Oh, well, don't worry about it. You don't need to be the department head. You know, are you getting an increase every year? Why don't you just stay right there? At least you have a job. You know, don't let other people come in and put other options in front of you where you give in to those options instead of, Trusting God um, with uh, with trusting God with what He's already um, said, and so you want to make sure that um, that you actually um, uh, don't allow other focuses, uh, other options uh, to come in uh, into your life and get in the way of of uh, you being of you living the abundant life away according to way according to how God wants you. Uh, to live it, and then also you want. Then after that, um, you want to uh, number. Another one is you want to fellowship with the godly. So you want to be around people who are like-minded, who have the same spirit that you have. You know, who can encourage you, who can um, help you to um, uh, fulfill the destiny of your li- on your life, and um, also you know those who can um, actually help you. Um, uh, uh, actually walk in abundance. You know, it doesn't have to always be somebody who is um, uh, 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 rich or, you know, very lucrative in their finances. It could be somebody who's rich in words, who rich in their spirit, who know how to motivate you, encourage you, who know how to help you out, you know, uh, who can uh, can put you into remembrance of the, the, the vision that you've spoken. And, you know, hey, you said that you wanted to get promoted on your job. What are you, jo- what are you doing to make sure that that happens? You know, are you um, increasing your knowledge? Are you learning more about the, prom- the job position that you want to go into? Are you taking classes? Are you going to seminars? Are you reading books? Are you sharpening your skills? It could be someone who could just speak words. Words of encouragement, so that you can actually start walking out um, um, those steps to actually receive the abundance. And the last thing on abundance is experience the favor of God. Remember, don't try to strategize God or uh, put him in a box. Experience the favor of God. Every step of the way, when you're trusting God for the abundance of, of your life, every step of the way, you're going to experience God's favor. And so, 
uh, in experiencing God's favor, you want to actually enjoy that experience. God's favor is not always fair, but it is always beneficial to the one that's receiving it. So you want to make sure it doesn't matter what other people say, you know, doors are open for you that that may not have opened for someone who's more qualified. Opportunities will avail themselves to you that maybe somebody went to sleep on, you know. So experience the, and enjoy the favor of God, God's favor on your life. You know, don't try to make an excuse for it. Don't try to justify it. Just praise God for it and, in, and actually enjoy God's favor. Experience it and enjoy God's favor on your life. Now, in order to actually live the abundant life and to walk in um, the 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 um, fullness that God wants you to walk in, you're going to need some character to do that. So let's talk about character for a little bit, ladies, you know, or anyone else that's listening. But as you know, we're celebrating National Women's History Month. So if you're going to be a businesswoman, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, if you're going to be a woman in ministry, and if you're going to be a great uh, female employee, and you want the uh, the abundant, you want abundant living uh, to show up in your life, you're going to need some character. You know, you don't want to be somebody that God blesses and then uh, you don't know how to handle the abundance. So you want character. You want your life founded upon godly character. And a definition of character is behavior on display. And uh, I like that definition. It's behavior on display. And display is everywhere that you go. So you don't want, and I know things um, can happen that could cause us to uh, have be confrontational or, you know, get a little... Um, have a little righteous indignation or get a little uh, angry at times, but we have to learn to be self-controlled, ladies. And so when we talk about character on display, the same godly character that you want somebody to see maybe at, in, in the worship service or at a Bible study or at a church event, you want that same character to show up when you're in the mall, you want to show up on your job, you want to show up among your family members, you want to show up at a restaurant when you're having dinner with friends, you want, you want it if you're mother, you want it to show up um, as you're mothering your family. If you're a wife, you want it to show up. Uh, uh, you want your husband to be able to see that godly character as well. And so it's character on display. It's a visible demonstration of godly values on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. And so it's not something that you put on and off. It's something that you live daily. So it's actually, you know, visible demonstration. People are watching you. The Word of God says that we are living epistles for all men to read. So people are watching you. So you have to be a woman of character. You have to allow character to be on display in your life at all times. And so you want to make sure that uh, whatever people are seeing moment-to-moment in, uh, from your life is godly character. You want to be a woman of character and integrity, all right. And so you want um, your character uh, when you're when you when you are walking in godly character, it automatically uh, commands respect and commitment. You know, it automatically commands respect. You know, if, if you're in business and you're walking in character, people will become committed to your business. People who are maybe working for you or volunteering to make to help you out, to make sure you're successful. If you are on the job and you're a supervisor and uh, you're a woman of character, automatically that character will have people. They, they will respect you. They'll become committed to doing a good job. They'll respect you. They'll come to you when they need when they need to come to you. They'll know that if they come with a question or a concern of the job, that you're not going to belittle them, that you're not going to make them feel beneath you. You know, it automatically commands it. People are more um, at ease with you 
and I'm more comfortable with you when you are a woman of character. You know, um, it, you know, and character is, and we're going to talk about next. It's always anchored by integrity. You know, and it it, it is maintained. Uh, you you it's anchored by integrity and it's maintained through adversity. So when adversity shows up, that's when character really starts showing up. Because so you could put on a facade, as soon as somebody makes you angry enough or mad enough, we see a whole other side of you. You know, and again, there are times when you can lose your temper, but if it's a daily. If you have no self-control and every time you become angry, this is how you respond, that's going to be a character issue. If you curse somebody out every time you get angry, every time somebody makes you mad, you're cursing them out, then we're going to have a character issue that that uh, we're talking about. And so you want to make sure that it is a moment-to-moment experience Um in your uh, in your life, and so there are some benefits of good character, and so it all ties back into living the abundant life uh, as well. So there are some benefits of character. The first one, number one, is you have a platform for others to hear you, and so when you are a woman of character, that's a platform for others to hear you. Remember, I just said it commands respect and um, uh, it, it commands respect and. Um, uh, commitment, and so when you have a platform where others are hearing you, the only reason you have that platform is because people respect you, and because they want to become committed to whatever that you're do- whatever you're doing. So when you when you have a platform and people are listening to you, they're not listening to you just because they don't have anything else to do. They're listening to you because they're watching your character and they respect you, and because they respect you, they'll let you speak into their lives. Whether you and when I say platform, I'm not necessarily talking about a stage, but anytime you're speaking into a person's life, whether it's one on one, that's a platform. When people give their ear to what you're saying, that's a platform. And so when you are a woman of character, it gives you a platform for others to hear you. People respect your opinion. If you're a woman of wisdom, they'll come to you for direction. They'll present an issue to you. They'll ask you for your advice, all because you're a woman of character and they have respect for you. And so it gives you a platform for others to hear you. Others will trust you, number two. When you're a woman of character, others will trust you because they know that you're not going to say anything to them, speak anything into their lives that is untrue, and that's going to be detrimental to them, that you're not going to intentionally try to sabotage their life or their business or whatever else, their destiny or whatever they're doing. So they're going to trust you. They will trust you. And so we have to be careful as women as women, women of character, we have to be careful with what we say uh, to people because they trust us and because we have an in, uh, influential power with them. We can say things that will influence them, and in that influence, they will actually go and do whatever it is that you told them to do, and they're not going to think a second time about it because they're going to trust that what you're saying to them is the right thing for them at that time. And then... Uh, another benefit of character is um, people will see you as a role model or a mentor. You know, uh, um, what makes a really good role model and a really good mentor is a woman who is a woman of character and a woman of integrity. That's the person. It's not how much money she's making. It's not, you know, uh, how many businesses she owns. But is she a woman of character and is she a woman of integrity? Because as, as I said before, you can have a lot of money and still have your character uh, 
uh, not be up to par. You can have a lot of money and still not um, walk in integrity. You know, they got people in jail right now because they had a whole lot of money but no integrity. They ripped people off, took their money, and didn't make the investments that they said they were going to do. It's a lot of people in jail right now with a, who had a lot of money but no integrity. So you don't want to be um, a woman... Uh, a godly woman or a woman of character who does not um, have integrity, and you don't want to be a role model if you're in te- if you know because if you don't have good integrity, you know you don't have it. It may take another other people a while to figure that out about you, but you know it within yourself that you don't walk in integrity. And then another benefit of character is um, you become a magnet to attract provisions for your vision. When you have character in it, character, you become a magnet to attract provisions for your vision. You become a provision magnet. It will draw clients to you. It will draw money to you. It will draw favor your way. It will have. It will draw uh, open doors uh, for you. Your character will do way more than anything else in your life will do other than your, uh, your, your relationship with God. Your character will draw provisions to your life for your uh, for your vision, people love to plant financial seeds into character. When they can see that you are a woman of character, no matter what it is, if it's a business, if it's ministry, if you're trying to write a book, you need to help help getting it financial help getting it published. Whatever it is, provisions will come into your life when you walk in character, and people will sit down, meet you for the first time hear your vision or your testimony, and immediately plant a seed into your life or give you um, some information that you were lacking that will provide it, provide what you need for the next step. So provision is not always financial. Sometimes it's information that you need to go to the next step. So when you walk uh, and when you become a woman of character, you become a magnet for provisions for your vision, for your life's vision. So that alone is enough. And then uh, an, another benefit of character is it uh, puts you in position to be a blessing to others. So we talked about that a little bit. You want to be a blessing to others. You don't want to live the abundant life just for you. You want, to, you want it to overflow into someone else's life. And, of course, you need godly wisdom even on how you do that. So, you, so all of this ties in together if you're going to be a, woman, a successful woman uh, or a woman created to do great things, live an abundant life. You've got to be a woman of character. You have to be someone who doesn't mind planning into someone else's life because in order for you to get to the abundant living stage, Somebody else will have to have plan it in your life. So you want it to go full circle. You don't want it just. You don't want to be a woman who a woman who receives only. At some point, you want to also turn around and give back to or get plant seeds into someone, just as someone planted seeds into your life. And then the last benefit of character is it it uh, positions you for promotion, and that's promotion full circle. Whether you're in ministry, whether you own a business, whether you are uh, working on a job. Character positions you uh, for promotion. Sometimes people get promoted because of their in, their character on the job and for their integrity. You know, you could have a, a, a job opening for a director of a division, and guess what? Five or six people will apply. Only one person will get the job, and everybody could have the experience. And the the um, the um, the interview team, you know, that's uh, interviewing, uh, could have made their decision based on the character 
of the person that they chose. They could have all been equally qualified educationally and experientially, but they may make their decision based on the kind of character. Will the, will the associates work with this person? Will this person be fair and just with the, with the associates? Or will they uh, treat them, see them as beneath them and treat them that way? So sometimes promotion comes from your character. In ministry, it's the same way. People have a high level of respect of you because of your character. And they will call on you to do certain things in ministry, invite you to be a speaker, or invite you to participate in a conference based on your character. And they will continue to call as long as you're in that character, they will continue to stay connected with you because of your character. They'll sow financial seeds into your ministry because of your character. So you want to, uh, it, it will, character will position you uh, for promotion. So in the few minutes that we have left, I'm going to talk to you just a little bit about um, integrity and how to be a woman of integrity and what integrity will do uh, for you. So uh, I'll give you a definition right quick of integrity. Uh, integrity is your right now commitment to righteousness. What is the righteous thing to do? So integrity is your right now commitment to righteousness. It is unconditional commitment to a godly value system that produces a consistent, indisputable, godly system. So we're going to all sum that up. I'll sum that up. Number one, let's take your right now commitment to righteousness. What 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 commitment can you make right now to always walk or to govern yourself according to righteous standards. That's important. You know, sometimes we're tempted, you know, to lie, tempted to do things that we would not normally do, but you have to, your spirit man has to be strong enough to be able to hear the voice of God, the Holy Spirit speaking to you and say, tell the truth. And so what is your commitment to righteousness, to doing things in a righteous manner? It has to be an unconditional commitment to a godly value system. In other words, you don't want to do you don't want to stand on God's word at nine o'clock and then ten o'clock something happens one hour later and you decide you make a decision and no, I'm not gonna put the word on it. I'm gonna do what I've been taught in the past. I'm just gonna do what I'm used to doing or what I'm used to hearing uh, uh what I'm used to uh uh other people doing. I'm just gonna do that because, you know, other going this other way doesn't seem going godly, putting the word on it doesn't seem to be working for me. So that's integrity means that you have an unconditional commitment. Nothing will come in to convince you not to do it God's way. And so that's what it is. And so so uh, here are some things that will help you put your integrity in order. So if you're someone um, who is um, uh, maybe that's a challenge, in, a challenge area in your life, but you desire um, uh, to uh, walk in integrity, then here's um, – something that you can do, uh, some steps that you can take to help um, uh, actually um, help you uh, become stronger in that area, okay? Number one, decide to always tell the truth. If you decide to always tell the truth, you're building a foundation of integrity in your life, and it's going to keep you grounded. And so you want to make sure that you're always telling the truth. And I know you can be challenged and tempted sometimes to not tell the truth. It depends on you. Because some situations, I mean, it's tight, it's tense, it's sticky, you know, but you want to always tell the truth no matter what the consequences uh, may be. You know, uh, so sometimes, we, not sometimes, well, let me let me say it like this. Sometimes you can tell the truth and still suffer a negative consequence, you know. And then sometimes you tell the truth, and because you're honest, then you uh, find some favor where the consequences don't, you don't have to uh, actually uh, suffer any consequences of something that you did. 
But you want to make sure that you always tell the truth. Because if you practice that discipline of being honest, and being truthful all the time, then when that temptation arises to do something different, to not tell the truth, you have enough spiritual fortitude inside of you to uh, to shun that and actually, no matter what, just tell the truth, all right? And so then the second one is decide to be like God. Do everything in your power to do what you said. You know, I'm, uh, you know I want you to uh, uh, encourage you to be a woman of your word. If you're going to walk in a life of abundance, you want to be a woman of character, integrity says that you have to honor your word, period. If there's something that you can't do, then you need to actually uh, make a phone call, notify, do something that says, I know I agreed to do such and such, something has come up, or it looks like I'm not going to be able to uh, finish this a particular thing that I said I would do for you, you know, um, please accept my apology, or can I get it to you a little later, or whatever. Always honor your word. And when you can't fulfill what you said you were going to do, have enough character to notify that person. Don't let them... Um, be waiting on you to do something, and they never hear from you. You don't get a phone call. They don't get a text. don't get an email. don't get anything from you, and they are waiting for you and, and expecting you to come through with what you said you were going to do, and then you never do it. If you know that you're supposed to do something, prepare yourself in advance. You know, and I um, tell people that I know and friends that I know who are in business or who um, – uh, who speak like to do um, speaking engagements, whether it's motivational speaking or whether they preach and teach somewhere or whether they uh, want to um, teach business principles or whatever the case may be, that you need to be you need to be ready in season, you need to be ready out of season. You should always have something in the reservoir that you can go to. You you know you can't. Um, Say that you want to be um, successful and you want to live the abundant life in these particular areas, especially when you're providing uh, a service or you're promoting something that you say you know how to do. And then when people call on you, you don't have anything ready or you agree to something and then uh, a day or two before you decide, oh, well, I need a little bit more time because, I don't, you know, I, I don't I'm not ready to do that. Well, if you're not ready yet to present yourself um, in that way, then the best thing that you could do is not take the speaking engagement. Don't take the interview. Don't take the conference invitation. You're going to have to decline all of those until you get ready. And you're not ready until all these three areas, abundant living, character, and integrity, is shaped in your life because I guarantee you at some point during the course of your journey, something's going to surface where um, um, you'll be uh, challenged or I should say, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to use the word challenge. You'll be challenged, you know, or somebody will present an opportunity for you, and um, you, in the back of your mind, will have to say, okay, is this something for me to say yes to, or is this something for me to say no to? If I say yes, will I be able to discipline myself to pull all of this together so that I can be ready, or do I need to decline it and say, hey, can you consider me for another time and I'll pull on my I'll make sure that I have everything together so that when you contact me I'll be ready to do it again. Don't just say yes to certain invitations because you want to be on the program or you want to be a part, you know, you want to do something. Prepare yourself. Integrity says that um that you know how to make sure that you honor your word. All right? And then um uh 
Establish consistent behavior. You know, integrity. Again, you don't want to be one way at nine o'clock and another way at ten. You don't want. I don't want. I don't want to know you at the restaurant one way, and then I see you in the shopping center, and I see a different behavior, you know, going on, or I see you interacting with someone uh, in public, and it's a different type of behavior. So make sure that you have consistent behavior. That's what integrity um, says. And so um, you want to um, make sure that you always have consistent behavior. And so I'm going to... um, Give you some benefits of integrity, three, and it all tie back even into what I said about character. But I'm going to repeat them um, so that you can see how important all of this is tying in together. Because in order to be a woman created for greatness, or I should say to be a woman doing great things, these three foundations must be established in your life. There are great things that God wants to do with your life. And in order for you to see the abundance that you desire and to walk in the fullness, these three areas of your life have to be founded and grounded on the Word of God. And you have to be practicing these areas, uh, the disciplined areas of your life. And people need to be able to attest to the type of um, woman that you are or the quality of character that you have. And so, again, a benefit of integrity, number one, it causes others to listen to you. I said about um, character, it gives you a platform for others to hear you. It's the same thing. Integrity will open doors for people to hear you. It will actually cause people to listen to you because you're honest, because you're trustworthy, because you're loyal, you're faithful, you're committed to a committed person. Number two, it causes doors to open for you, your children and others, your whole family. Just like, you know, uh, if you read Proverbs 31, you know, what she was doing caused her whole family to be blessed. And so it will cause open doors for you and for people around you in your life. Even if you're single, it will cause open doors for even other family members in your life or for other people that are around your life. Integrity will cause open doors not just for you but for others that you know. Why? Because when you walk as a woman of integrity, when people come to you, they may something as, say something as simple as, do you know someone who can um, – uh, help me with my website. When you give that name to that person, because they got the name from you and they respect you as a person of integrity, they're going to call that person and they're going to let that person do their website. All because they know you. All because they trust you and they see you walking in integrity. And again, the third one, it positions you for promotion. The same thing that character does. It positions you for promotion because you're honest, you're trustworthy, you're dependable, you're committed, you're faithful. Uh, to uh, not just what you're doing, but you're faithful in your life and to your in your walk, the type of life that you're living, the type of woman that you um, that you are, you're faithful uh, to that. And so, I just wanted to, uh, as a last minute thing, I guess you can say, uh, the guest that was supposed to be on today uh, didn't call in, and so I had to uh, pull something together. And give to you, and so I decided since we're talking about uh, women being created for greatness, that um, that uh, I talked to you about some foundation areas, foundation areas that you need to have strengthened um, in your life um, as a woman, and so that you can walk in the, into the greatness that God has intended for you. And so, for those of you who are walking in the abundant way and walking into the greatness, doing your assignment, and you're seeing you're on a three or four levels up, if you will. Um, in your assignment, I just want to remind you or refresh you about these three areas. Abundant living requires certain things. Character requires certain things. And integrity. 
inquire a certain thing. And and I want to see everybody who's listening by phone and maybe in the chat room uh, who's listening in the chat room. I want to see you. For I, I want to I want you to uh, contact me and let me know how these teachings are helping you. And so I want to hear your testimony about areas that you are. Um, are developing in your life, or maybe you're already walking in and it was a refresher for you. And so I want to encourage you to um, contact me, and I'm going to post um, uh, my email address um, in the uh, chat room. And for those of you uh, who are listening, you can actually email me at inquiries, I-N-Q-U-I-R-I-E-S, at genderlondon.com. Send me an email and let me know, you know, um, how the teachings are helping you or if you've listened to some replays of some of these um, radio interviews and teachings that you've re- that you've heard throughout this month for National Women's History Month, please um, let me know how they have helped you. So without further ado, thank you so much for your time. I know your time is valuable, and I thank you so much for um, uh, listening in on um, today. And certainly I do apologize for the, the guests not calling in, but you got me today. And so maybe that was a blessing to your life. Hopefully, prayerfully, that was a blessing to your life. And so we're going to close out in prayer. God bless you. Have a fruitful and successful day and an abundant day. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on this morning. We bless your name. We honor you, Lord God. And Father, we just thank you right now for um, the abundant living that you're going to bring into the lives of every listener, whether they are live right now or whether they're listening to the replay. We thank you for the women who are walking in character and who are walking in integrity. And we thank you for the lives of those women who desire change in their lives, who want to be women of character and women of integrity. Thank you so much. We honor you. We bless you. Father, we just uh, magnify your name. Holy Spirit, thank you for being the great teacher. Now, uh, quicken our spirits and bring all these things back to remembrance uh, in our lives so that we can be mindful and watchful and prayerful as we go forth in the abundant living and doing great things um, as women created by God to do great things. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you again so much for listening uh, and for joining me in the uh, the chat room. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful and blessed uh, morning. God bless you. You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.